Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back. We're at 877-474-3302 if you want to call in. But, you know, I know you don't want to call in. I wouldn't want to call in. Who wants to call in? So much more fun to sit and listen to the radio, listen to it on your iTunes, uh, just any time. But why call in? Just sit back and listen. Sit back and listen because I have a super guest coming up, Robert Taylor, Robert Robot Taylor, who's the manager of social media at Rackspace Hosting, I believe, in Austin, Texas. Really cool guy. I gave his bio before. The man's been 15 years as an IT professional, uh, has done everything, all-around smart guy, even... I have to find out what radio station he was program manager at. We have to find that out. Uh, I met Robert originally on Twitter, where I've met so many smart people. And I want to thank everybody on Twitter right now who's listening to the show and following me and commenting me. Um, one of Robert's friends said to him, no pressure, Robert. If you freeze up, just imagine the audience naked. I always do that. But then Action J answered back, who says we're not? And I know you are, totally. <laughs> Robert, are you here with me? Are you going to pull me out of this? Oh, I'm I'm definitely here. Thank you so much for having me on. So tell me, what was the radio sh- radio station you used to work at? Well, it was a it was a nonprofit uh, radio station up in Ferndale, Washington, that really existed to broadcast banned content into Canada. <laughs> oh, it was like pirate radio. Uh, not pirate so much, kind of like Mexican radio for you know the south of the border to broadcast. Big music over into the U.S. Uh, we were doing that for Canada for Focus on the Family and those types of programs. Very, very cool. So you jumped radio ship, and now you've been in technology for quite a while. Do you love it? Do you love dealing with people and just geeking out? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's it's interesting. I'm not so much in technology as I am helping customers. And customers need help with technology, and I, I have a, a little in there. But I really look at what I do every day as being connected to people, and, and I love that. Yeah, a little plug, uh, folks. My new book, The Ultimate Online Customer Service Guide, talks about that because that's what technology has turned into. When we're dealing with people as customers and they're technology savvy, they want to be contacted and talked to through technology. And you have to find the best ways. and. You do such a great job being able to give the personal touch to that. Oh, thank you very much. Well, you know, our chats on Tuesdays on Twitter about customer service are just are just really inspiring uh, every time. Yeah, it really, really helps helps get other people's input, and, and that's what I really like about it. But I wanted to ask you, what, what we promoted here was yeah. cloud comp- computing. You and I sat on the phone this morning. We started talking a bunch about it. I'd like you to tell everybody exactly what cloud computing is and what applications we're going to be using it for. <laughs> okay, so everyone right now is listening saying, finally, we're going to find out what cloud computing is. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, cloud computing is, there's many, many different definitions. What I like to refer to it as, uh, it's, it's traditional computing done in a utility fashion. So like you would use your utilities for electricity, water, and such like that, you have compute resources of some kind 
that you uh, that you interact with, turn on and turn off, instead of having to to buy a bunch of servers, for example, and put them someplace and get dedicated lines to connect it all up to the internet, you just fire up your iPhone, launch a cloud server, use it for an hour, pay a penny and a half, and then turn it off. That, to me, is is what what we mean by by cloud. There's there's other things as well, software as a service, and, and these types of things. So, what well, do I mean, even use it for yeah, everything. You know, but when we talk about cloud computing, we can bring it down to a most basic level. I mean, isn't Facebook kind of cloud computing? In a way, Facebook is cloud computing. You can absolutely say that. Um, and But how do you feel about people who send their information up to the cloud? Don't you have to back it up somewhere locally as well? Oh, well, that brings in a, a totally different uh, aspect. So when we're talking about software as a service, that is, using some service like a Facebook or a paid service like Salesforce, where your your personal information or your business information is being totally housed by by a company that you know or don't know, you're making a bunch of choices, and you're, you're, there's some trade-offs. So one of the things, like you just mentioned, should you have a local backup? Well, what would happen if Facebook went away? Exactly. Then where would all that... Where would all your information be? Well, you really need to have that information somewhere else as well. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if you're familiar. There's a site called Mm backupify.com, and that goes up there, and that's what I use. It backs up my Facebook, my Gmail, my blogs, uh, almost every service that I use on the Internet, and it backs it up on a regular basis. And it was interesting because some photographer who was on Facebook and a very popular photographer who had taken millions of pictures decided to jump ship, closed all his accounts, and all of the photos disappeared. Oh, my goodness. I know. Exactly. And these were photos of friends and people I'd worked with. So what I ended up doing is I contacted Backupify. They mm-hmm. sent me a link and a zip file. I had all my pictures back. So when you when you use a cloud computing uh, service, I definitely would, one of the upfront questions is, who owns the data? Is that my data? Can I get a regular backup of that? Uh, or is it yours that you're going to do something with? And now, that is that hidden in those terms of service that nobody reads and we just click yes so we can sign up? Absolutely. Who, who actually reads terms of services anymore? I know, because if you want to use something, you've got to agree to it. So, you know, I love it when they say, print this out. Have you ever printed it out? <laughs> <laughs> well, how about on your iPhone when I when you're at the app store, they have something, you're trying to buy something, it says, oh, there's a new agreement, and you have to click through 47 pages. No, I'm not. I'm just going to accept it. I exactly. Want I, I found that. Yeah, in the iTunes store, you're right. When they upgrade things, uh, th- new terms of service. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I just want to <laughs> use it. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. So... What do you think about, we've got so many things. I know Microsoft has a lot of cloud computing. Google has a lot of cloud computing. Um, I lean a little more towards Microsoft only because I pay for a product when I use Microsoft. Um, I come from the old school world in that there's no free lunches. Right. So I worry about what's going to happen with Google and my data and who really owns it again. Well, it's, it's funny. Most people think of Google as uh, free. And as we mentioned before, and as you just said, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Actually, with Google, what you're giving them is access to all of your personal information, your activities, 
uh, you know, basically everything you do on the web and who you interact with in exchange for not, not being billed. And yeah, right. with, with other services, the more business side of, of computing, of cloud computing, uh, you, you, have a, you enter into a payment relationship, and there is no secondary use of your data. That your data is yours. It's sitting there doing what you want it to do as long as you want it to be there. That's probably one reason you feel more comfortable with Microsoft. They're not trying to figure out a new ab- advertising uh, campaign. Some, some new sneaky way to make money off of you, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Or uh, with Facebook, is it free? Or do they actually have a huge hold of information uh, that, that they can use in lots and lots of ways? Well, I've got something that's probably going to scare you and a lot of the listeners who, who have probably not thought about this. If you remember when you have photos on Facebook, it used to be you could put a little X over people's faces and you used to be able to tag them. When you tag a picture, it shows up on their page and your page, and isn't that lovely? You're sharing a picture. But now they've kind of mutated <laughs> this picture tagging thing, and it started out where you'd load a picture and it would have faces of everybody in the picture and you would type in the names. Then it mutated a little further when you'd upload pictures and it would have, if the same person was in five pictures, that would be in one group and you'd have a place to put the name of that one person. So obviously Facebook recognized the faces of that one person in the different photos, which means different angles, expressions. If you had your eyes closed, it recognized it. What really scared me is I tagged some pictures yesterday and it already had tagged, you know, it was for my approval, of course, that all these faces belong to such and such a person. It was already done for me, which says to me that they are working on some facial recognition software that I would just suspect they're just not going to keep to themselves. What do you think? I, I don't think I don't think they can. I mean, that's, it, there's too much you can do with that. So we, uh, you know, we, we've had facial recognition software before, like on my Mac. I've got um, iPhone. On the Mac, sure. Right, and, iPhone. You know, so it recognizes when it sees my beautiful daughter. Boom, it says, oh, that's Victoria. Yay. Uh, but and, it's and I, yours. I love that. But that's mine. It's between me and my computer. It doesn't even phone home to Apple. It just stays with me. But with when I'm using Facebook as my cloud service, now that's aggregated. And that data is... Not only does Facebook see it, but they actually share that around. So you show up in someone else's picture, it knows it's you. You may not even know who that person is, but now you're tagged. Mm-hmm. Really. Uh, it, it, it does bring in it, trust, I think, is the biggest concern when it comes to uh, cloud computing on the consumer side. Who do you trust? You know, and also the types of information that you put up when you register for sites. Now, I, I certainly wouldn't tell anybody to pull up, put up false information, but you don't really have to give everything to the letter, honestly. Um, and I've been very protective. I've been on the web for about uh, 15 years, so I've been trying to protect myself. Robert, when we get back, I want to ask you a little more about Rackspace and what you guys are doing down there. I know there's uh, lots of exciting things that you're doing, and they can help other people. So we'll get back. We'll get back to that. This is Marsha Collier along with Robert Taylor, and we're on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. 
For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series solid-state drive, can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It'll improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Attention online sellers, introducing a great source for high-quality, low-cost merchandise. Genco Marketplace is America's largest wholesale source of store returns and closeout inventory. Our huge volume and variety of products means online sellers can be insured of a steady source of supply. Find electronics, housewares, shoes, apparel, tools, and general merchandise all from one site. Discover the web's one-stop product source you can trust. Pallets for sale are posted to our easy-to-use e-commerce site, GencoMarketplace.com. There you'll find what you need fast and view a detailed list of items in the pallets. No surprises. Genco Marketplace has direct liquidation contracts with America's largest retailers and manufacturers, which means that buyers purchase direct from the source with no middleman markups. Huge variety, low risk, and fast, easy online purchasing. Register for free and begin bidding on loads the same day. Sign up today at GencoMarketplace.com. That's G-E-N-C-O Marketplace.com. I have some good news for a change. With the stressful times upon us, having a regular glass of wine has proved in many studies to reduce stress. Want some more stress-relieving tips? VinVillage.com is an exciting new social organization connecting wine lovers around the country with an exclusive local and online wine lifestyle experience. Vin Village members can meet others online and in person, attend wine dinners and tastings, participate in forums, blogs, and wikis, purchase limited and exclusive wines, even create your own wine. You heard me. Create your own wine. And best yet, membership is free. So reduce some of the stress and have some fun. Join now and connect with thousands of other like-minded wine lovers. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com. That's www.vinvillage.com. Vinvillage is where wine lovers connect. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. No Mark Cohen. It's just Marsha Collier, and I'm here with James Taylor, our James Taylor, Robert James Taylor from Rackspace. And, you know, he's given me so many ideas of interesting things to talk about, and he's so much smarter than I am that I'm going to go to him and tell me something. What do you think about opening, open sourcing the cloud technology behind Rackspace and NASA? I've kind of heard about that. I mean, NASA is a big deal. Tell me about this. Well, this is one of the proudest moments uh, for me as an employee of Rackspace uh, in our in our history. Rackspace has always been a user of open source, and we have individuals that contribute to different open source projects. 
uh, as well as we have, you know, proprietary software, the uh, Microsoft Oracle and, and those things. But uh, until the, uh, late last year, our cloud technology that we use for the Rackspace cloud uh, was our own, and it was we let customers use it, but we didn't share the, the code. We began to uh, open up the, the API process so that PI, oh, there's one of those words you hate. Yeah, yeah, acronyms. Yep, acronyms, <laughs> sorry, I'll stop. Uh, application <laughs> programming interface, so that people could access our cloud from their own devices, make their own interfaces. And eventually, we got together with NASA, and they had a desire to use one of our products, and we liked something they were doing. And we decided, why not just open this up? Why not give the code away, which allows us to, you know, crowdsource, if you will, uh, the development of this crucial technology for the future, and kind of taking a risk, saying, you know, let's open this up, give it, put it out there. At the same time, we need to compete when we need to make money. We're going to focus on providing service to the cloud customers rather than just the technology. So it goes back to our desire to be uh, recognized as one of the world's great service companies. So we, we did this joint with NASA. Now a number of companies, including uh, Cisco, uh, Citrix, um, and Microsoft, you might have heard of them, they've joined yeah. the project to, uh, to develop an open uh, platform for, for the cloud. And why this is important is not just that this is now free, but this means there's no more vendor lock-in. So not talking about anyone else, just say us. When we did not share this technology, uh, if you wanted to leave Rackspace, you would have to create a totally new environment and you know move all your software and everything over and it would rebuild from scratch. But now you have the choice with OpenStack. If you have an OpenStack-compliant vendor or you do it yourself, you can switch between vendors without having to worry about that vendor lock-in, without having to worry, will that company go out of business or change its mind or raise its prices, and, and I'm stuck, which goes back to what we discussed earlier about trust. Right. But again, you say there are no free lunches, so how is it really free? Ah, well, uh, the, the open sourcing does put the onus on the community to make it, to make it work. So the code's out there, but unless people contribute, it's not going to go anywhere. I see. So there is, it's a community thing. So this is its own entity, uh, OpenStack.org, and it it lives on its own. We we use the technology, of course, and we we hope a lot of people will use it, even to compete with us. That's fine. Um, but yes, it is. There is no free lunch to do this yourself. Uh, does require you have to have the data centers, you have to have the knowledge of how to run it, how to administer it, and and you know such things. Uh, it it gives you freedom and flexibility and choice, but it doesn't actually give you cloud with no effort. Well, I'm going to definitely openstack.org. That sounds interesting. I definitely want to check that out. I'll let you know what I think after I check it out. Um, you, you know, we talk about a lot of this stuff also, and I know that Rackspace. Handles Microsoft Exchange. Yes. For the life of me, I've read 101 definitions of Microsoft Exchange. <laughs> I'm still not really clear on what it does. What does it do? Ah, okay. 
Well, it's a little bit outside of my area of expertise, and, and I say that because I work with so many Microsoft Exchange experts. Uh, but basically, Microsoft Exchange is a fantastic uh, email server for for businesses and corporations, and of course now with their hosted version for uh, millions and millions of, of people. And it allows you to uh, collaborate. Uh, if, if you're if you're used to Outlook. Outlook right. works best with all of its little tools and all its nifty things if it has Exchange on the back end. Exchange is the is the is the heart of uh, of the connection that goes on between email and uh, sharing folders and, and presence notifications and, and all the neat things that Outlook can do. That requires an email server, and Exchange is a very good one for that. Okay, I'm going to try it just because you know I'll try almost anything. <laughs> Especially if it doesn't screw up my own computer. Remember the days when, you know, there used to be programs and you has to, used to have to back up like four or five times to make yourself feel safe before you put a new piece of software on? Remember that? Oh, very much. And it's so much now. I just use applications that reside on, on the web, you know, through my browser. Uh, except for recently with the, uh, the Mac App Store. I don't know how many of your listeners are, are Mac people. But Lots of we, Mac people listening, yes. Great, great. Uh, which brought the the App Store for iPhones and, and uh, iPads and iPod Touches over to the Mac side so that uh, traditional software could be sold through the Mac App Store. I have actually found myself buying more traditional-type applications through this because I know they've they, they gone through some amount of testing. It's so easy to install. I don't have to worry about registration keys or those kinds of things. And actually, it's so easy, I, I, I spend a little bit too much money. Don't tell my wife. Well, I totally agree with you, but everything that's good, and, you know, we look at the major vendors, the Apple, the Microsoft, the Adobe, uh, Corel, for example, still makes fabulous products. Um, and in the hardware space, you know, I just got a Wi-Fi extender from Netgear uh, to build my signal. And, you know, there was no installation. I turned it on. It found the network, and it did its job. I mean, when you're dealing with these companies, and it does make it hard for some of the newer startups, granted, but I honestly don't see a lot of new startups doing hugely great things. Uh, The the hugely great innovations in software I'm really seeing still from the major companies. Do you agree? Uh, Well, uh, kind of. Uh, To push things for – here's why I don't necessarily agree. So we bought a company last year called CloudKick. Probably never heard of them, but they do server. Uh, they they do monitoring for various clouds, including ours and Amazon's and, and others. Uh, they do the monitoring and the the control panel to control the environment for uh, different vendors' cloud computers. Well, the cool thing is that they they're a two-year-old startup, but what they did. Uh, combined so many back-end technologies, they made such great advances that we looked at the tool and we said, not only do we want to use this, we would like to buy you and integrate you into our own products. Now, we had, we've, we've had monitoring uh, systems internal, and we use some uh, commercial ones, and we've been around for 12 years. So you'd think that a big company like Rackspace in 12 years could do something that a two-year-old startup could do, right? But the right. thing is that little startup... They were dead focused, set on on their technology and their set. And you know, 
we have a lot of concerns, a lot of focuses that, that we're dealing with. So sometimes the small companies are coming out with some really great ideas that end up, like FriendFeed, getting bought up by the big guys like Facebook. Right, right, right. Well, you know, the thing is also you can draw that parallel, and we do that with customer service all the time, that small business can really turn on a dime. You don't... Oh, uh, there's the music. Like, seriously, what is this? Robert, will you come back with me another time on the air and we can talk about stuff? Absolutely. I'd love to, Marcia. Really, because I'd love to have you back on. And Rackspace, I'm going to look into Rackspace hosting. It sounds really huge. i got more websites than I can account. <laughs> so that's it. Don't text and drive. Come back and listen to us on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet You've talk. been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. It's a fact. Thousands of real people all over the world are quietly building large personal fortunes from home without ever touching any products. Join us now. Global Domains International and .ws website domain names are becoming household words. Get started now for free at www.prosperity.ws. That's prosperity.ws as in website. When it comes to purchasing your next digital camera, there is only one name you need to remember, Canon. Since 1996, Canon has sold more than 100 million compact digital cameras. Their product line covers the gambit from simple to shoot to the camera that the pros use with eye-popping results. For those priceless family shots, Canon is the name you can trust. To check out their entire line, log on to Canon.com. That's the only name you need to know, Canon.com. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It'll improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Everyone goes to Vegas at some time for business or pleasure. Why pay for overpriced hotels? WS Radio has a super deal. Two nights and three days for only 30 bucks. But there is a catch. You need to listen to a one-hour seminar. But hey, for 30 bucks, you can't beat it. Learn more at wsradio.com forward slash Vegas. That's wsradio.com forward slash Vegas. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio.